Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello. Hello. This is We Heart Worry. Hello, I am... Sorry, I was moving my arse as I was talking. That's okay. It was like I was doing a little jiggle. Hello, I'm Yasmin Akram. I'm Philippa Dunn. Welcome to the show. This is a comedy podcast where we talk about our worries, our anxieties, things that are on our mind, um, and we're hoping that you can relate to them in some some special kind of a way. Yeah. I keep doing... Like at the beginning, doing like a trying to do a sexy voice. Have you seen it? Have you have you recognised... Have I seen your sexy do, voice? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Have you seen it? It's just walking down the hall. Yes, every time you open your mouth, I see your sexy oh, voice. Oh, You've got a lovely voice. You've always had a lovely voice. But I'm trying to drop it down here and I don't know why. I don't That's know who okay. I think might be listening. Is it because you can hear yourself in your own ear? It is that. I think it's that. Because I realised... Sorry, just... Stop moving. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm joking. I'm um, joking. Stop it, Jess. Um, <laughs> I realised that when I don't, I don't have earphones in, yeah. that I do end up talking quite high. <laughs> and I don't want that because I'm a sophisticated lady from... Yeah. From mm. Ireland. Yeah. So so am I. Oh yeah, no, I've always said that way. <laughs> She's sophisticated. Sure. Philippa. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we're talking about worries and generally just like having a laugh. And yeah, and um, by talking about the old worries, get them out of your head. And yeah. then if you can laugh about them, that's a bonus because it just takes the heat out of the, the worry situation that's yeah. been annoying you and giving you unhappy thoughts and distress yeah like big time because I don't know about like honest to god I've got I've got mini worries that come up yes do you know what I mean and then the bigger overall worry that's been this is it you know threaded through the week oh, or stop. the day or whatever like yeah like you I have the little ones that I thank god I can look back on and mm. laugh at and go yeah. gosh well, well what was that okay that's an interesting phenomenon there but then I have the worries where I'm just like I don't I just don't I don't know what to do about I don't this know what now. to do about this. Because yeah. I had one, a, a tiny one this morning that I'll throw away as a mini worry right now. Mm. So I'm be- in bed mm. and it's sweltered at the moment. Mm. And I it's about six o'clock in the morning and I hear that one of my massive big posters that I have has fallen down off the wall because I've used one of those... Uh, in, uh, no more nails. You know the the, the hooks. They want yes. you know you, the the combat strips. That's so called. Yes. And so and I've had that for years. Right. It's worked a treat. It's so bloody warm at the moment that mm. it actually melted off the wall Watch. and my uh, poster fell down. And as soon as I hear the big crash, mm-hmm. my initial reaction is, "What have I? What have I done?" No. Oh, that's when I woke up. And went, what have I done? And then went. No. Now that happened outside. And then I was worried that you know my landlord would scream at me. And I thought to myself, well, that's not really logical now, is it, Yaz? Because you didn't make it very, very hot in London. No, I don't think you've anything to do with the fact that it's 37C degrees today. I mean, who no. uh, whose fault is that? Only the weather fairy. I was going to say Jesus and I said I'm not. He's been blamed for enough, I yeah. think, over time. There's the, well, there's the globing, globing warming. <laughs> globing warming. Global warming and everything we've done to 
actively destroyed this planet over the last how many decades? Plastic. Well, the whole thing. The plastic and the whole and thing. And the whole thing. God, that really, that's getting down to nitty gritty. <laughs> that's the issue. <laughs> that's, we've said it, now we're getting very political. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've screamed the word plastic and I'm... You're in there on, with a debate. In, yeah. In the debate. Um, yeah. No, sounds like, sounds like you have a worry of getting into trouble. Phil, yes, I do. I am a perennial good girl, unless I'm trying to be a rebel. A perennial bad girl. Yeah. What does perennial mean? Um, I, I'm on Google. I think it means like you're always like a long standing. But Google that now because all, some all year round. No, hang on, because it's for. Um, oh yeah, it must mean all year round. Now you see, sometimes I learn words and then I forget how to really use them. Or you've learnt them, with, and you've attached the wrong. I remember for years I yeah. thought detrimental meant fundamental. So uh, I was saying things. It's detrimental that you let me go to university. I didn't say that exact line, but I was using it in that context, well, you know. So that, that, I mean, they would have gone, we need to let her go because she needs to learn right, words. Right, fine. Get out. Get out. Stop throwing your weight around this kitchen and slamming things. I don't know. Also, sometimes I make up words because I'm dumb as a post, I'll be honest You're with you. You're not. I, and I, for a long time, was using the word appealable. Like, oh, and then, you know, the thing about doing that is it would be, it would be very appealable to a young audience. Oh, yeah. And then someone had to go, it's appealing, yes, appealable. Is an apple or a banana is more but appealable. Right. People, people still would have understood what you meant. Exactly. I mean, they would have thought I was thick as shit, but that's fine. They wouldn't. Well, I mean, I'd used. I mean, here we are now, and I, I don't really know. Perennial. You were on the nose about perennial. What yes. did it say? Lasting or existing for a long or apparently infinite time. There we go. Enduring or continually recurring. Thank you very much. I wanted the definition because, as you know, I'm big into my garden. <laughs> Sorry, I've just brought I've just brought down the interest levels by ninety five percent because I've brought it back to gardening. Um, no, I think it's everyone needs to know. <laughs> everyone wants to know. But perennial is a ter- I'm trying to get to, ter- to terms with the terms. It's perennial, pre- perennial, annual. Ah, come on! I just I just want to know when my flowers will be back. It, when are they? That's when are I, they coming back? When are you coming back, lads? Spring, I would have thought. E- no, you see, there's ones that'll um, kind of go dormant um, later in the summer, right. but might come back in October. So they go Jamie Dormant. Yeah. And then they come back. <laughs> I was like, who? Who? It was a player of the word. Word association. <laughs> is that? Actually, this is a question. Word association. Is that something you do in drama college school? Word, word association. Yeah. Someone oh. said that to me the last day because I found myself doing it a lot. And the things that are coming out of my gob, I'm just like, hold the hold the phone. Stop this. I don't. We. I remember us doing a class where um, it we, we go like, We'd go like, okay, I'm going to start with a word. This is a teacher. Mm. She's going, okay, so, carrot. Carrot. Do you want me to take carrot? Broccoli. And then then you'd go, broccoli. 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 But then, you know, someone, some eaters would go, hamster. <laughs> and no. and then, but then the thing is, she was trying to be so like, yeah, there's no wrong answers. There's no oh, wrong okay. answers. So, yeah, hamster. And then so you're whatever going, comes into your head. I mean, and then you just, you know want to say penis you just want oh, to say penis or yeah. something and then well willy willy because yeah it's funny, <laughs> funnier isn't it penis is more clinical you can get away yeah. with penis in a in a word association game yeah but willy is you're taking the piss and you know it yeah you're but, having a laugh so yeah I do remember that from drama school but okay, not, not yeah. a lot else because someone <laughs> <laughs> someone did say to me last year that's okay they do that in drama school the whole time and I was like 
Well, I know who can ask about that. Oh, well, I mean, I love word association in my everyday life. Yeah. The more dad joke the word association, the better, as I've just displayed there with Jamie Dormant. Yes. Um, I, I'm delighted that I've done that. Was that off the cuff? Yeah. You hadn't thought about that wasn't no, preferred. This is this is what doing comedy for well, years no. has taught us. Is that it? improv? <laughs> it's a little smattering of improv. <laughs> just just you know, ease into the podcast. Check those skills. Yeah, we're very welcome. <laughs> um, so sorry. Did what was I? I was oh just, yeah, I was just moaning, moaning about being well scared of people and scared of getting into trouble. Into yes. Trouble. What's your worry of the week then? Mm. Just drinking some water. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so this is good. This is a weird one in a way. This is because um, it sounds like I'm bragging. Right. Okay. And um, but I think everyone will know what I mean by this. So it's very hot weather at the moment and I have big boobs. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm a double D to an E. Right. OK. Sometimes they don't look like that, but they're big. And I didn't realise until I think it was last year that I have been always really worried about in very hot weather wearing anything uh that makes me feel more comfortable, mm-hmm. but might expose my neckline a little bit too much because now, obviously, this is post Me Too and we're living in a world where, you know, catcalling and all that kind of other stuff doesn't happen. Well, it does happen, mm-hmm. but like now I think everyone's feeling more confident to say, fuck off if somebody mm-hmm. tries to, you know, make you feel uncomfortable or if somebody says something weird. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it doesn't make, it, it's not about feeling sexy. It's not about feeling like somebody is giving you appreciation. It's a weird thing about having big boobs that I had a conversation with someone with not too long ago where because breasts have been sexualized, larger breasts have been sexualized mm. so much over the years mm. that you, it, it feels like if you're wearing something slightly low cut or if you're wearing something that's just comfortable in very hot weather, mm. that might just be like a, a, a strappy thing that, I have felt at times like, oh, I better not wear that because I, 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 someone's gonna say, someone's gonna get at me at some point in the oh, day. Do you think it's drawing it in a way? It's drawing attention. It's drawing to attention, and the and I, I, it took me a long time to figure this out because I remember mm. I, I had a lot of shame and a lot of body shame when I was younger, and I remember it being a very hot day and wanting to wear something and actively saying, "I'm not gonna wear that mm. because I'm gonna actually wear like a coat." Or oh, something no. because I just felt like I couldn't because it would draw attention yeah. to to my boobs and stuff. Mm. Now I'm not one of those people who's like smaller everywhere else. Like you know, I'm I've I've got me pudding, got me rolls. Um, so I but but now today, like I'm wearing a strappy thing and I've got like it's got like a little ruffly stuff because I'm just going, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. Yeah, but it's it's an interesting thing because. I was in LA a couple of years ago. Mm. I said I've said LA a couple of times in this podcast, but I've been there like twice in my life. So I don't it's not like I'm there all the time. But I was in um I was in a one of the, the, these fancy restauranty places with this woman I was having a meeting and she had big boobs, massive mm. boobs. Mm. And this other woman walked by us and she was really tall. She, I think she's a model or something, like really tall. It's really amazing, like a bob like ice blonde bob and she had this red dress on her that kind of the the the, the there was a drop in it what you call it like a scoop no no the the, the 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 v of the neck came down to basically like just over her belly button okay it was like a really and it was like just over both of her breasts mm. and she looked incredible like mm-hmm. she just was so fucking cool looking mm. and i said to the woman i was with can you imagine if me and you tried to pull off that look 
Mm. And we kind of were laughing because it was that thing of she looked elegant and sophisticated and and fashion forward. And if I try to wear something that is V-necked or something, it it brings out a it 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 looks like i'm 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 trying to be sexual in some way i know that might sound weird but just from the comments and stuff that i've gotten over the years like i remember being in a in a bar one new year's eve and i had a dress on and it had quite a deep mm. cross on it and a guy was at the bar and he turned around and he kind of did like a like a aruga thing mm. on my breasts with his hands oh and it's like he didn't touch them but i remember again at the time People, everyone just laughed. Even my friends mm. laughed. We didn't go, oh, that's weird. And it made me feel, and it was like a, a kind of a pencil, like wrap dress. It wasn't like, I mean, even if I was wearing hot pants, none of his, or, or hot pants on my boobs, <laughs> hot pants on my boobs, it's none of his fucking business mm. to be, you know, trying to shame me for having it. Mm-hmm. But it, but it's it's that thing at the moment where I, I thought, yeah, I'm really worried about it. I feel like there's a part of me that that still has a, a certain shame around A hangover that. thing, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I think for somebody who has a lot of body shame anyway, mm-hmm. who doesn't, you know, who's always found it very difficult to love my body, mm-hmm. there's, it's like, it's like kind of, it's kind of like going, I've, <laughs> there's certain people who I've enjoyed in, enjoying me having a bigger pair of hoops. The people I'm in a relationship with are people that like, you know, I'm into Mm-hmm. It's not like when I'm walking down the street, though. I'm asking anybody to to comment exactly. or draw attention. Though. Yes, mm. yeah. So I don't know because I'm aware that it sounds like it's one of those. Maybe I'm too pretty. No, <laughs> things, no. But, what you're saying, um, what you're saying is that like you are entitled to walk down the street wearing whatever you want, and no one should be feel that they have to comment on it yeah. or comment on your body or your appearance or. It's none of their business. It's it, but that's the thing, and I, I, it's taken me a long time, I think, to to understand that, and mm. really, and I think I now that I really do fully understand it, mm. I've got a there's a, I've got a um, I'm quite angry sometimes about it because I think about myself yeah. when I was younger. Well, it's an, it's it's like I've got my own body stuff, and I've always judged myself for not looking right, and I've getting to, I'm getting to the age now where I'm like, do you know what? I couldn't give a flying f. Yeah. How I like, I don't care what other people think about how I look. It's got nothing to do with me. Mm. As long as I'm at peace yeah. with where I am, with everything that I have, my body works. Mm. That's what I'm happy about. That's, I mean, yeah, that's and a I'm, very. So I'm starting to appreciate it more. And it, okay, it looks, it looks how it looks. But that, well, that's the thing. And I think that I, I'm, uh, you know, I, I am getting to that point in my mm. life as well of being able to. To, to look at myself and go, this is the body that I have. Am I going to spend my whole life just hating it? Mm. It's not, it's just not going to work. No, and no. I had an interesting thing with my therapist the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always love when I can filter back what my therapist said. We were talking about feminine energy. Mm-hmm. That's, an, that's a thing to say, isn't it? Feminine, feminine energy. energy. And feminine energy. Now, yeah. Phil, I have always thought of myself as a woman who has a lot of feminine energy. Yes. Because, you know, I wear a lot of dresses and I always put makeup on. Mm-hmm. And she said to me, you know, your your feminine energy is out of whack, yes. And I was going, no, <laughs> I think you mean somebody else. And she said, no, feminine energy isn't about what you, like what you, you know, wearing makeup or doing your hair or wearing a nice dress. Feminine energy is like being okay about being sexy and being like comfortable in your own skin mm-hmm. and exuding um, a, uh, like exuding confidence that makes you, 
that, like, that shows that you don't need anybody to be in your life that yeah. you I yeah. mean you need your friends but like that you're, you're comfortable and you like yourself and you're good on your own yeah. she was like you you don't have that about you at all and I was really like oh god how do you know <laughs> yeah you know nothing about me only everything about me um, and I thought oh that's really interesting and she said who do you think you would be if you stepped into your feminine energy mm. and now I was thinking about this because I as an actrice mm. um I remember going to an audition and I had a wonderful time. So it wasn't like I was insulted in any way, but I was at an, an, uh, at an audition for something and we were all pissing ourselves because I had to be sexy and I couldn't do it for love nor money. Mm-hmm. And they were just going, "It's the you just can't be sexy, can you? And I was like, no, I just don't do that. I just don't do that. Mm. And so if there's, I, I think when I've been trying to like flirt with people in the past, my thing is always to be goofy and always to be mm. like, you know, a bit of a fucking dope. I'm not um, taking it seriously. And not taking it seriously. And so when she said to me, who would you be if you stepped into your feminine energy? Mm. I said to her, I I would be really worried. I would be really worried that I'd be attacked if I stepped into my feminine. I, I think that that would be something about, I've always thought of somebody who felt sexy and was, you know, like I've always seen women I think are sexy. And I think, oh, they're so powerful. They're so brilliant. But for me, I'm quite scared of that, of the potential of that, because I think I've got think, so many things muddled up in my head about, about what sex means, what sensuality means, what, you know, th- those moments of being walking in the street and somebody commenting or somebody in a bar trying to touch my breasts and thinking that that's okay or making, you know, mm. aruga noises. Mm. Um, I've got so many things, like all the linking up memories have been warped slightly. So is that what you're really worried about? Is if you were yes. to be sexy, and, well, <laughs> if you were to embrace your feminine energy, is that leaving you open to being attacked? Um, oh my God, that's so attacked interesting. Somehow? Yeah, maybe. I think it well, might be. I, I just remember the first, like the first time I got catcalled as a younger woman and I did not enjoy it mm. and it made me feel scared and it made me feel that like do you know what actually being attractive can be scary because you get this attention that you don't actually ask for and you don't want and it can come across as aggressive mm. and it makes you feel watched yes and it makes you feel like an object because that person who catcalled you didn't see you as a young person they saw you as an object walking down the road that they might have liked the look of but yeah. that's got nothing to do with you to them you're just something yeah it's yeah it that's can, the world we have been living in though I mean mm-hmm. for, for such a long time is that women are objectified in a way that is mm-hmm. that that you then in a way can't I mean no everyone has to take responsibility for themselves but you can understand in a weird way how for for such a long time certain men have thought that that was an okay way of approaching a woman or talking to a woman mm-hmm. because everything was just this is a this is not a human being mm. this woman that is standing in front of you doesn't have you know like it's that thing of looking at someone and, and not realizing that they have a past or they mm-hmm. might have lost someone in their life or they might have feelings or, yeah, yeah yeah it's just not seeing them as it as having a human experience as mm-hmm. Oprah would say mm-hmm. um and you're right I think there's been a certain fear I think my whole life of being seen because first of all to be stepping into that energy of being confident and and okay with my sexuality and everything else there is an element of of me going someone's going to go who the fuck does she think she is I'm going to go over there and beat the head off her or you know that that a, a man would think oh well she's one of those girls who's who you can just do whatever you fucking want to her mm. it's weird it's all of the shaming it's 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 shaming of myself shaming of other women it's all of this kind of stuff and yet me behaving the way i have for years which is to be goofy and 
silly and, and the clown and mm. oh, no nobody fuck nobody mm. think that I think too much of myself mm-hmm. that has not protected me mm. from other people treating me very badly mm-hmm. and doing things that like that would be misconstrued or not misconstrued but construed <laughs> as uh, construed or misconstrued con- uh, construed Phil I'm going construed, with construed, construed, construed as quite abusive behaviour like whether it's been friends or you know people that I've been seeing so I don't know I think it's um I mean, again, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the time as we talk of this thing. But yeah, I do, yeah, I've just made that link because you helped me get there. Thank you so very much, my friend. Um, the boobs thing is is a, a, an element of of the shame or the worry about about being seen as a sexual being mm-hmm. because because I I want to be the self deprecating fart. <laughs> Because I don't want to be abandoned, I suppose. Oh, listen, look, we could go on and I'm oh. going to do it. <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's. What's your thoughts on it, Phil? Mm. No, it is. It's, it's, it's a scratcher, isn't it? A head it's scratcher. It's a head not scratcher. A, not an eye scratcher. <laughs> it's, it is like, part of me wants to say, like, are you afraid to be seen as attractive? Are you afraid well, of unwanted attention? Are you afraid? Is that why you would have worn more clothes in the past because you were afraid to be seen as. But then I don't know, because <clears throat> as you know about me, I, I, every day to me is a, an excuse to try and, and dress like I'm in some kind of a 1940s film. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm very much as, as, a, as in drag most of the time. Like I, I, I like to dress up and I like to, 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 put on my makeup and I like to look my best. Yeah. So in some ways I think I really do want to be seen as attractive. Mm. Really want it. And like, you know, kind of crave the attention of being seen as attractive. But it's to be sexy. That's the thing. Because if you're an idiot and you're being a clown, but some people think that your dress is really pretty or they like your lipstick or they like your hair or they think your eyes are nice, that's not you doing anything. It's just you're, you're the idiot who happens to just have dressed well that day. But if to stand in a room and go, I'm all right with myself. And you know what? I'm all right with being sexy and feminine and, you know, and all these kinds of other different things that I can embody as somebody who is who, who's comfortable in their own skin. That to me is the frightening thing because I think then, then, because that kind of person I suppose would be threatening to me, I would see it as being threatening to other people. Mm-hmm. No one, no one picks a fight with the fucking clown, you know, mm-hmm. with the Egypt. You're just gonna go, listen, she's her own, she's her own fucking mess over there. So, and when when my therapist said to me, "Do you want to be that woman?" I was like, "Yeah, I want to be that mm. woman." Because also, as I'm getting older as well. I don't want to be girlish. I want to be a woman. I want to be a grown up woman who's in charge of my life, in mm-hmm. charge of my business, in charge of like, you know, all these different things. I don't want to be girlish and I don't want to be, not that there's anything wrong with being girlish, but you know, I feel like I want to mature into someone where I get up and I recognize myself as a woman, as a, you know, mm-hmm. a, as somebody that is, you know, at, uh, I don't know that you could like that. I would look up to as a younger person, okay. and that I can look through all of my battles with life and all of my self hatred and all of my, you know, all of the things that I've gone through and feel really like, no, you know, I've I've come to this good place. Um, yeah. Sorry, I got slightly sidetracked because just behind you there was a man picking up something off the floor, oh. but it looked quite um scary. So he's gone now. 
It was like a horror. A yeah, it was like I thought moment. he was gonna like throw himself up against the glass, and maybe oh. there would be like an incident. <laughs> Excuse me, there's an incident. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that, that's my worry of the week. I mean, I know it's um, it's also, it's a big thing, isn't it? Well, two yeah. big things. If you would, if you would, if you would boil it down into, can you can you sum it up for your? Can I sum it up for myself? Or is it myself? just a lot of thoughts? I think it's a lot of thoughts, but mm. it is, I mean, I think you might have knit, knit the hair on the head. <laughs> you might have knit the hair on the head when you uh, said it's 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 that fear of of the, it's not so much fear of, oh, I've, I'm wearing a, a local top. It's the fear of being seen as a sexual object mm. that might put me in danger mm-hmm. with other people. I think that that's there in, in my mind uh, in some way. Get yourself some gas and air and breathe deeply. We're talking on the phone while he had his arm inside my vagina. In my head, I was saying, could you go and see if the anaesthetist is free? And what I was actually saying out loud was, help me. CD player doesn't work. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm a fucking CD player. Where's my playlist? That's One Torn Every Minute with me, Beth Murray. Available now from Great Big Owl. Help me. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I have this memory, and I will stop it because it's your turn, but I have this memory uh, of when I was a kid, I was about six, and I was in a corner shop and... There was two men in there, um, man behind the counter and the man buying something. Mm. And they, one of them opened the paper on page three. And I don't know if, if there's like listeners from from not here. Page three was the thing. It's not, it doesn't happen, does it? No, it doesn't I, happen anymore. I don't. Is it gone? I think it might be gone, but it was in a lot of papers where, a lot of kind of like tabloid papers where it was the, Page three was a picture of a girl with her tits out. Mm. Usually like quite a big pair of tits and they would be like, you know, Bonnie is from somewhere. Mm. Um, and so I always thought it was really weird that it was just in a newspaper, mm. like tits in a newspaper. It was just strange. Mm. Um, and these men were talking about this woman, this page three girl, and they were being so disgusting. And I was standing beside them as a six-year-old little girl mm. and they were talking about her. And it's I can I can really remember everywhere the, the way the shop looked and it really traumatised me because I remember thinking that's I don't know why they're saying stuff mm. like that and they were just doing it to basically show off in front of each other like oh I like girls mm-hmm. I was going mm, I don't 
particularly buy that. I think that what like why is that the the need to kind of alpha you know alpha male each other into oblivion? Mm. But it's it. I remember thinking that that is a really strong memory of me going oh it's not safe to be that girl on that uh, in, mm-hmm. on page three because this is the way that men talk about you mm. and it made me like it, it, you know I can't even remember what they said but I, I can still remember and feel my skin crawling and just going oh oh yeah. no that's not nice yeah. um, so I think that maybe because in EMDR you, you look for your past memories and where you were traumatised or where you were triggered or something so uh, maybe that's just a memory that's come up because I need to deal with it and uh, reprocess it and let it just go back into my mind will that will so stuff will come up during the session or will it come up before during like before you go or it, no it's really interesting so if anyone is interested in it I'll, I'll tell you now it's so basically I would sit there and I would, we'd have a little recap on, on what was going on in the past couple of days because I'm doing it quite intensely at the moment mm. I'm seeing her like twice a week and so I'd say oh I was feeling this way and then what we do is we sit down and she'll say to me so think about the last time that you felt that way and where were you what were you feeling what were the smells what were the, you know all of the kind of different sensations and then from then on my brain will just go, she'll, like, she'll clear that memory or she'll clear, clear that, the, we'll reprocess that memory and then she'll say, where are you now? And I could be like, oh, I'm in a field and I'm five. Wow, so and it, I, it jumps you around the place. You go all around the place. Wow. And, um, and it's just, it's so weird because I did a, a session of about an hour yesterday mm. and oh the places I went Phil really? I was going oh, wow and I just the thing is you don't try and force it you mm. just kind of go and and I think I said this to you last week but it really really made me laugh where she had said to me there's no wrong answers here just uh, do what you need to do uh, you know the, just anything that comes into your mind and I had a moment of seeing a pair of carrots with googly eyes on them yeah. and I said that to her now that that has she's, never happened. She's like, what can I do with that? She's saying, yes. that's not a really childhood. That is just your brain going, let's just have a break for two seconds. Have you th- ever thought of a character? Did she say that? Like, no. That it was your brain taking a break? I don't think so. Okay. She just kind of, she was going, she just said, there's no wrong answer. So she yeah. just said, you know, keep going. But interestingly enough, then yesterday, there was no character with googly eyes. There was just many different things. And actually a few memories that I had forgotten about mm. that came back. And I was like, oh God, how could I have forgotten about that? Mm-hmm. And it's not, and the interesting thing is it's not, um, you, you you think of the memory and you have the emotions of it as you're describing it, mm. but then you don't kind of have to go through every single second of it. You just kind of go, that's where I was, that's what I was feeling. And then you kind of like get it reprocessed. And and so that was, yeah, that took about an hour. And then last night I got home and I don't know, because it was really hot last night, but I was knackered and I mm. fell asleep for about an hour. Jeepers, yeah. Um, and, but sometimes they say it really makes you feel quite tired. Mm. And then, um, Today, I feel different, but I couldn't really tell you what the differences are. Could be the heat. Could be the heat. We're just blaming everything on the heat. Could be the heat. So it could be zero EMDR and just massively about the heat. Um, So anyway, Phil, that was my worry of the week. Okay. Boobs and sexiness. What Mm. can we do about them in this day and age? I'm gonna. St- I'm really gonna try and step into it though, because I'd like to see who I would be if I was a strong, confident, sexy woman. Because the thing is, if you're a strong, con- confident, sexy woman, you don't fucking need anybody to kind of like. You don't need a partner to be fulfilled. And I think mm-hmm. for a long time, I've always been like, but where is my dream person? <laughs> you, as you are, in the way that you are, and everything that you do, you are completely enough, and you are exactly the person who you're meant to be right now at this moment in time. Thanks, my friend. You are. Perfect in every single way in that you were also imperfect. 
was so mean. <laughs> joking, mean? I'm joking. Because no, every human is a mixture of perfect everything. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is that you're 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 right. And I and I didn't feel like that when I was in my twenties. And I think that I'm moving more into that and understanding that being imperfect is how you connect to other people and how you go like why we're doing this podcast is to say I feel this way mm. and I, I don't know if it's slightly odd sometimes you're slightly nuts but this is how I feel because that's what human connection is about if we were doing a, a podcast go going you know we're so fucking great <laughs> listen today what what went right today as just everything everything just everything went great said no one ever yeah so that's I, I, I know what you mean and thank you because um, you know you are enough as well Phil. but like yeah but always always give always give yourself to compassion for what's going on yeah in the time yeah at the time yeah at the, in the time and in, at the, the, in time. the time and at the time yeah but I think I'll be wearing a lot of cat suits <laughs> yeah do <laughs> yeah, yeah that's the that's the way to deal with that where would you want um, so anyway you this week your worry go for it Um, it was something that it basically happened on the way here, which was, it just reminded me of something that took me a long time to get used to. And I used to worry about it uh, initially. Um, I don't think so anymore, although what I did today would maybe make me think otherwise. Basically, um, you know, when contactless came in. Yeah. Yeah. I was just so incredulous of the whole thing <laughs> that I would just convince myself that I had paid for nothing. And I was just... Um, tapping away through London and not paying for it and then I would really worry that like did that go through? <laughs> I'd be out of till anywhere buying anything doing anything and they'd be like right thanks and i go did that go through? <laughs> and the look on my face of just panic and they'd be like yeah it's fine and i go are you sure? and they'd be like do you want a receipt? and I'm like yeah yeah thank you because I didn't trust didn't trust the whole Did you not trust the, the card machine or you didn't trust your own card? Ah, everything. I just didn't trust the technology <laughs> that you tap something against something and then something's paid for. Okay. Um, maybe I'm just a kind of stickler in the mud and I, I just, going with the times, even at, at my age, I find hard to keep up with the times yes. at the excessive rate that they're accelerating at. Um. And then, you know, sometimes you'd be looking at the screen and, you know, different screens say different things. Like some will say approved and others say, well, this, this, that and the other or whatever. And then sometimes you'd get a screen that didn't tell you anything yes or no satisfactorily. It would just make a beep. So right. you go beep and you go, what the fuck does that mean? Does Is it that, a good beep or a bad beep? Have I, have I paid for my lunch or am I just, am I just? So <laughs> I... <laughs> So I went through a, f a phase there of, of doing the whole, is it, did that go through? <laughs> and then there, the person behind the counter is looking at me going, yeah, no, it's yeah, fine, it's, it's fine. Yeah. And be the, like, the beep's a good thing. Yeah, and I'm like, grand. Oh yeah, and then the, uh, there'd be noises coming out. And I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> that means it went through. Great, can I have a receipt? <laughs> <laughs> you got quite bossy when you were like, yes, yeah, yeah, it went through. Well, that's the voice of panic. And then I'd be walking like, so say if I didn't feel comfortable about a transaction having gone through, I'd kind of walk around the shop because like, should I ask them again? Should I ask them again if the payment went through? And then I just realised, no. When the person said the payment went through, that means the payment went through. Yeah. So I think you're at liberty now to leave the shop. That's fine. Yeah, stop it's, hanging around. Yeah, stop loitering yeah. in our premises. Thanks just, very much. just in case they, they, like an hour later, went, oh, actually that one didn't go through. Oh, no, she's still here. 
Oh, yeah, she's still here. Phew. And I'd be like, hi, is, did it go through? And they'd be like, no. And I'm like, fair enough. Grand, how many? Do what you do you want? want? I'm ready. I'm ready for it. I have the, I'd still have the card in my hand. Actually, I never put it in my wallet. Great. And oh, could, actually, this time, can I get a receipt? <laughs> Oh, there was one time I was at, um, I was buying some food and um, it was takeaway food. And I was like at the thing and I did the tap down mm-hmm. and it appeared to me like it went through, but it kind of didn't give me the authorization code that I was looking for, obviously. Right. Because the woman went away. She gave me my bag yeah. and then she went away. And I was standing there like looking for her going, hi, um, did the, hi, did the thing did the thing I don't know if she went on her lunch or where she went but she went gone and there was me at the top of the queue with my food yeah and my card yeah and I was like but did but did it did, it, did that go happen? through <laughs> can I have a receipt <laughs> can I have a receipt please <laughs> and then she didn't come back and I realised I was holding up the whole queue so I just went I, I'm not getting a receipt I, does that mean I was I was unsure yeah and then I got on the train to go home and I was like um I don't know if that went through. I didn't get a receipt. <laughs> so I was sitting there going, oh God, did I just walk out there with a bag of food and I didn't pay? Did I just do that? So I started to get really like, really worried, really. Yeah. And I went, right, I'll check the internet banking. And lo and behold, it had come up already. That was, that see, was Jesus in action. See, this is where the technology actually pays off. Because. That's, you can see it. It's instantaneous and it's on the internet. Did you, this could be a whole new, you know, Girl on the Train. Yeah. This could be like Girl on the Train part two, but it's just you really worried about whether you paid for your shopping. Me panicking. Did you do some mild shoplifting when you were a teenager? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Either, I didn't. very sure of that. Or never. Was that, no, never. But uh, needless to say, I was off my lunch. Yeah. Does that make sense? I was off, off my lunch? I was off my lunch. Does that make sense? I don't really know what context you're talking about. I was off my lunch in that I couldn't eat my lunch because of the panic. Oh, this is this is your 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 home now after the Sainsbury's. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I thought you went when you were younger. You were off your lunch. I was going for for what reason? And I thought maybe it was because is of... off. Is off. Oh, so yeah, no, that makes to- total sense. Yeah, you were you were sick to your stomach. That's what I thought it stomach, meant. Stomach, not stomach. <laughs> Do you stick to your song? I'm off my lunch. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I haven't heard that in years, and it just came out of me. Go up my own. Gob. So you couldn't eat because you were so. Yeah, I was so like I. I don't know if I. I don't know if I paid for that. And then, even though after I got to the bottom of the fact that yes, I had the, the transaction had gone through, I was still a bit off my lunch. Phil, that's a lot of anxiety to be carrying around over nothing. Um, it's just. I mean, like it's. Um, it's adding, I suppose it's adding a layer of worry onto a situation where, because I, I know that 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 feeling of, I had a, um, uh, many years of being broke. Mm. Such a fun time. Mm. And I would go to the shop and I would put the card in the machine and... Hope for the best. Yeah. Every time, hope for the best. Mm. And... So, so so sometimes now, first of all, if I go to a card machine, if I go to go and, you know, I, I do a bit of shopping and I put my card on, I have a moment of going, thank you for having enough money in the bank. Yeah, for working. Power, powers that be. Mm. And then I do kind of go, oh, I wonder, oh, oh, remember that time when I, you know, my card got rejected or whatever. So I've got certain guilt and shame about times when my card was rejected mm. in places. Mm. So I get that thing where you just, there's a holding of the breath <gasps> to see if it goes through. Yeah. 
But if you, is is there anything to do with that where you think I don't have enough money for it to go through? No, I just want to. No, because then I'll just try another card. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got ten in my bag. <laughs> no, I just I just don't want to. I suppose I just don't want to be careless. Because for me to go, thanks, great. And uh, See, I never look at things on face value. I always double check. Yeah. I'm, I'm a checker. I've said it many times. Actually, this is, yeah, that just actually opened my eyes to the fact that I check everything. Yeah. So, yeah. So basically when the, 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 the contact. It's okay. When it's the, a warm it's day. the heat. When the contactless situation happens, I have to check. I just can't yeah. take it at face value. That I did go through a phase, though, of going, I'm not going to ask for a receipt because that's me just pandering through to my worry voice. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just not, I'm just going to stop asking for receipts because that's me trying to check. Yes. Um, but then today I got a receipt. So anyway, look, it swings and roundabouts. No, it's just, it's very, very interesting because it's like, it's like, it's, I'm going to say this and I don't, I don't know how to, I, I don't, I hope it doesn't sound like I'm, I'm, I'm saying this in a kind of a, a bad way but it sounds like you're looking for chaos or drama mm. in certain situations yeah why can't you just um, tap your card and walk away yeah but I understand that as well because sometimes we are predisposed to behave certain ways and look for drama like if we grew mm. up in with certain and I think look this is everybody because when you're a child, you are out of control. No matter if you had the you know the most attentive, loving, brilliant parents ever, I didn't have. Um, there a thing where you might not have wanted to go to play group, and you had to go to play group, and you went, and you know. So there's always situations in our childhood where we were completely out of control, and there are times in our adult lives where we feel compelled to to be out of control in certain situations where we ultimately know that we are in control because mm. we're trying to re because because sometimes that level of uh fear or drama or chaos feels very familiar and feels very comforting to us because i remember somebody saying to me one time i read somewhere that human beings actually really like being miserable from time to time because mm -hmm. it helps them then compared to oh, what, so when they're in joy yeah so you know what happiness is yes so so but some people feel and I, I look, I've had this for a long time, but feel more comfortable in bad times because it's just what they've known for such a long time. And and I think that, no, that's not, I, I, I hate, I would hate to go. And that's what you're, because it's not, that's just, I'm just talking about myself mm. there. But like, there are certain situations where um, just when we do stuff like that, it, it just kind of like balances everything out. So then um, there's, a, again, I, I talked about him last time, or a couple of maybe the first episode, this guy Kyle Cease, who's great. If you ever want to look him up, he's an American guy. Um, he said something about so. Oh, what was it? Now it'll come into my head. Yeah. So we do things like we create dramas in our heads. So because the human brain loves to overcome something, it loves to achieve. Like we're naturally in order to survive and procreate we are set to achieve like our, our phasers are set to achieve mm. so if we can make up a scenario in our head where there's drama or there's conflict and then we ma manage to resolve that mm -hmm. 
in our mind, we think we've achieved something. Oh, you get a kick out of it. So we get a kick out of Mm. it. So even if we start to do something like that, where we set up a problem that doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. and then we get to say to ourselves, and I overcame the problem because my card went through and I got the receipt, Mm. or my card card didn't go through, and or I'm not sure if my card went through and now I'm sitting at home. But I've still managed to survive that. There's a level of, and I've taken a step up. And I like I've I've evolved. I've achieved after that experience because we all want to keep mm. evolving. Yeah. So there might be a moment of of, uh, and I know that like because we're both creatives and we're actors and writers and everything else. Mm. And sometimes I feel like um, if I do a, like if I write a script and then I send it out and I get to a point where. People aren't coming back for fucking ages, but I've got like five or six scripts out. So I don't want to start something else until I hear back from different things. That's when I get a little bit, um, my brain goes and does stuff like that, where it kind of just goes, I want to feel like I'm productive. Okay. So I'm going to do something today where, you know, insert X problem here so then we can... You know, I'm doing it at the moment. I just did with my Airbnb. Um, I have... I'm arriving too late. I'm arriving past the cutoff point to collect the keys. And now I'm kind of going, ah, this is the obstacle I have to overcome. It's not an obstacle. It's just a very easy thing to sort out. Yeah. Um, Two texts. Two texts and that's your lot. Yeah. Um, So, so yeah, does that, does that ring any kind of true, true bells? (laughs) Um, No. I don't know. I, I would instinctively say I, I hate chaos and Mm. maybe it's control that I'm going for in that, Give me the receipt so I can control the situation and know that I paid. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. No, I mean, I think control and chaos maybe are born out of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, because again, it's like, I don't think what can feel like chaos to a child um, might just be there's a birthday party you have to go to that you don't want to go to, but you're being brought to it and you're stuck in a room full of people that you don't want to be in there. Everyone's screaming and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just an example. Um, But there's... Yeah, it's not a thing of, oh God, you know, unless you were burned with cigarettes, then you've got issues with with control or, you know, horrific childhood situations. I think control issues and all those kinds of other things come out of a sense of at one point in your, in, in your formative years, feeling a little bit out of control or feeling a little bit like that's the eating disorders come out of, of those kinds of situations. And mm-hmm. all of it is understandable because it's yeah we, like all of the things we were forced to do as kids we want to fucking do that we had to do because the, the big people who were in charge of us made us do them I have mm. so many things of like wearing a dress that I thought was shit mm-hmm. and being forced to wear it because my mum bought it for me and it was awful or going to mass like all the fucking time and like just going to mass <laughs> like we'll just leave right it at that yeah. <laughs> Too many masses. Just mass. Just mass on on a loop. Mm. And just, you know, or, oh God, and this is my big one. Standing in the middle of the fucking main street in town, my mother bumped into one of her friends. Oh, the talking. And talking for what felt like my entire lifetime. And then when you went, mom, she went, shut up. Anyway, yeah. anyway, Jardine. Where was I? I was telling you about it. Yeah, exactly. And just go, so I, first of all, I'm not being included in the conversation that's lasting for 45 fucking minutes. Everyone's just pretending I'm not here. Didn't it feel like ages? I know, like if you went back actually in a time machine and you actually timed the conversation your your man was having with her friend, it would probably be at most eight minutes or something. Yes. It felt 
like forever. But I'll throw this out. Have you ever been at a party, right? And the people that you're talking to, you, you, you're standing beside some people and they're not talking to you, they're talking to the person that you're with. Okay. And yes. they that could be a five minute conversation and you just go, now I will go, fuck this, turn around and go and head to the buffet table. Oh, yeah. Uh, but when you're eight, you, <laughs> you can't, have, to stand, you have to stand there and be ignored. Mm. And, you know, apart from someone going, that's a lovely dress. You know, you did you make a communion? Did Oh, what did you get? Well, how much did you got? 70 pounds the communion. Oh, oh that's very good. What are you going to buy with that? All that fucking nonsense. Mm. So you so you just have to sit there or sit there, stand there and be ignored. Yeah. It's not it's not a groovy thing. No. And it's I, I get it because you think. That child is not going to want to listen to what I have to talk about. That's what the, the friend would be thinking. Same with your mum. But it's the, you, and it's very hard because my best friend is a six-year-old who I absolutely adore. But when we're talking to each other, he's not going to be one. He's not going to be interested in what we're talking about. But we would. Ne- I would never have a conversation where he has to stand. He'll be in his own house and we're having those conversations, so he can go and play, and he doesn't have to put up with my, you know, talking about. I don't know. Getting. Mass. Getting mass. Um, We're out of time. Oh, God. Oh, I feel like I, I talked... To, no, no, no. Oh, Phil. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Listen. I'm I'm not going to ask for receipts in future. <laughs> I know that. It's called a classic safety-seeking behaviour and it's not helping. It's not... Well... Lizzie, look, you've talked about it, you've addressed it. Mm, um, I'm aware. Guys, we're going to go, but um, as we've said before, if you want to write in with any of your worries and just let us know what's going through your mind, maybe we can help in some way. The email is... How do you feel about contactless? How do you feel about contactless and having big boobs? Um, email us at weheartworry at gmail.com. Uh, thanks very much. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. those Twitter notifications? Forgot to watch anything but Netflix? Dreading the video conference small talk at nine? You need a new vitamin, you know. You need the Smart 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the Smarts? Hey, we got the Smarts. The Smart 7, every weekday at 7am, available right now on Spotify and all the usual places. 